Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming into this place, dear God. We thank you right now, dear Lord Jesus, for the presence, dear God, of your anointings, dear God, on this place, dear God. I ask you today, Father, to saturate this stage, dear God. Pour over the speaker, dear God, that her words, dear God, may be heard and pierce the hearts of every hearer, dear God. Let us not only be hearers, dear Lord Jesus, but let us be doers of your word, Father. Let us put to sleep the old man and wake up anew in your word, Father. We pray today, dear Lord Jesus, as a collection, dear God, as a church body, believing and trusting in you, dear God. You are the Messiah. You are the King. You are the Lord of our lives, dear Lord Jesus. And let your holiness, let your righteousness fall fresh on us, dear God. Let new fruit, dear God, come from the trees, dear God, of life that you have planted, dear God, in the ground, dear God. Let us be able to bear good fruit that as people come into our lives, we are able to give to them, dear God, your holy word, your anointings, your, your blessing, your favor from the word of the Holy Scriptures that we read and we trust in. I pray right now today, dear Lord Jesus, as we hear, dear God, let us do. Let us focus on the one thing, dear God, that is sure, which is your word. All these things we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Good morning, Diverse City Church. Psalm 68, 3 says, But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. You make me happy. You make me whole. You take the pain away. So I love you. You make me happy. You make me whole.
City. This is Pastor Virginia, and I am here to let you know what is going on this week with your Diverse City Church. This Tuesday, we have our children's ministry that meets at 7 p.m. If you are interested in your child learning about who God is, being able to socialize with other children while we are virtual, especially, or maybe perhaps interested in seeing what they are learning or doing for this upcoming Christmas season, then you want to tune in this Tuesday at 7 p.m. All the Zoom IDs for this week's events will be posted on our Diverse City website as well as our Diverse City Facebook page. On Wednesday, AYM Aftershock Youth Ministry will be meeting at 7 p.m. If you would like for your team to learn who God is, if you are interested in your team being able to talk to other teenagers about relevant issues and learn how to grow, grow in Christ, then this is the group for your teenager. Aftershock Youth Ministry meets Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Also, our SALT Ministry, this is for our seniors. They meet on Wednesday at 2 p.m. The devotionals and the talking and conversation is a great way to get to know all the seniors that are in our church. If you are interested in SALT, or AYM, please look up their Zoom meeting IDs as they will be posted in the various locations. Thursday, we have our Thursday night prayer group at 7 p.m. If you would like to pray for others, to intercede for your community, for the state that we live in, for our government, our leadership, for our schools, if you have a family member you feel led to pray for, or no specific reason, but just want to get connected, want to pray for others, then this is the group for you. They meet every Thursday and go before the Lord and go in with the heart of a prayer warrior. They meet every Thursday, 7 p.m. 
Fridays have become our devotional Fridays where a leader or a representative from our church does a Focus Friday devotional that is featured on our Diversity Facebook page. So look for that new one to drop this Friday. Saturday, we will have our DCC Impact Group meet virtually. This is a group led out where they focus on issues that are of the heart dealing with racial tensions, community divides, and how to heal. If you are interested in learning how to grow as a person in a community and become a stronger community, then this is the group for you. They meet this Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Please see all of the different areas for their Zoom meeting ID. And then this upcoming Sunday, we will resume with our Juicy Fruit series, where Pastor James has been taking us in the fruits of the Spirit. If you are interested and want to know more about it, Pastor James always that you reach out to him. And Pastor Aldine, if you have any questions, he welcomes the conversation. That is what's happening this week at Diverse City. God bless you and hope to see you all soon. Good morning, DCC family. Good morning once again. We are here virtual. It is time to give through our tithes and our offering. You know, I'm in a little different setting today, um, but not only in, in physical, but in spiritual, my mind. And as I begin to think about like principles of life as a Christian, you know, I, I got to be honest. I just continue to, to think about like all the times that I've been tried and tested and all the times that I've, I've just been like seems to be put through the fire. You know, the Bible talks about the fire of life, it talks about fire in the Bible so many times, right? From the very beginning, uh, through the, the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, they used fire for the sacrifices and for the burnt offerings. If you if you think about any kind of purification process, uh, when it comes to like gold and minerals, what do they use? They use fire, they use heat. Why? Because it purges it. It gets rid of all the other things um, that that is unnecessary, that is bad, and, and, it, and, it, and what rises to the top, and the, the finished product is something that's beautiful. And it's just like us. Fire hurts. It it hurts. And, and like from our mind, our physical mind, we say we look at fire we're like, oh man, ouch! I don't want to touch that. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna burn. It's gonna burn. And, and a lot of times we don't look at it as a necessary thing. But the Bible teaches us about fire and how God is present through fire. In Hebrews 12 and 28 and 29, it says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe." 29 says, for our God is a devouring fire. It says, because we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. That means you got to understand like what the, your purpose in life here on earth as a Christian is. The Bible doesn't say that you're going to you're going to live a, a perfectly uh, uh, pure uh, uh, a life full of um, full of no issues or problems. We know that to be the contrary. But it says even then know that you're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable and through the fire, the God that we serve is a devouring fire. That means like when he comes hold and takes root in your life, he wants to devour and all those things, all those impurities, all those things that he wants to extract. 
You know, it, it's fire that, that, that when they would do the burnt offerings, they would burn all the flesh and the sinews and everything else. And it would be just the bones left. And even in a lot of those examples in the Bible, even the bones itself would be burned up and consumed. So let allow God to consume every part of your life today. And that starts with you giving and being obedient, saints. Be obedient today and know that God, the God you serve is devouring fire. And through. if you just trusted him, if you just believe in him, he is the one who will devour all those things, all those issues. Amen. If you uh, are first uh, a first time listener or if you just need to be reminded, uh, just know that you can text the word diverse to seven, three, two, five, six. That's the word diverse to seven, three, two, five, six. Um, you can go to diversity.church. You can scroll down to the donate tab and you can give that way uh, or you can mail it into 3201 Itasca Street and we'll receive it that way. Saints, let's pray before we head into praise and worship. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for this time, this opportunity that we have to be among you. God, we may be separate again, but Lord God, we're, we are like minded and we're one with Christ. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just begin to purge us and begin to, to, to wipe away anything that's unclean in our lives, God. Father, that we understand the principles behind stewardship and being obedient and faithful. Lord, you've called us to purpose and you've called us to so many things. So I pray, Lord God, that whatever comes in the storehouse, Father, that you would use it. Use it today, God. Use it today to further your kingdom and your kingdom only, God. Not for selfish gain, not for anything else, God. We believe in the work that's being done here at Diverse City and we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Amen. Let's jump back into praise and worship, saints. Hallelujah.
Good morning, Diverse City. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning. If you don't know who I am, I am Pastor James's wife, Pastor Aldine, and I am going to be bringing the word to you this morning. Come on, let's give up for Jesus. I'm so excited. Pastor James was saying, babe, I think you need to speak. And I was like, oh, no, I think we're good. And he was like, no, I think it's time. So um, we're going to have a good time in the Word of God. I pray that the Word will just touch and bless you. Um, At this time, I want to have you, if you could stand, we're going to read the Scripture. We are in the Juicy Fruit series. And Pastor James has been talking about some wonderful things. And I'm going to go over that in a minute. But um, our focus scripture for today is Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. If you have that, say amen. Amen. All right, well, let's read this together. It said, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. For the people that are in the building, if you could stretch your hands forward towards me. For you that are online, just stretch your hands forward and let's pray to the Lord. God, I just thank you for this time that we could come together and study your word, God. Father, I pray that I will be a mouthpiece to be used by you, God, that your word would just flow through me, God. 
that we will have receptive hearts to hear what you're saying to us this morning, God. That your word will not fall on deaf ears, God, but that, Lord, it will pierce hearts today, God. That you will be glorified, lifted high in everything that I do, God. Lord, that you will increase and that I will decrease in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, God, that it will manifest in in people's lives today. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. I wanted to go ahead and say thank you. Um, If you are in the building, I just want you to give yourself a round of applause. I have a couple of people here in the building with me as a support. And I just thank you for being here and just studying the word of God with me. And then I wanna thank um, everybody that's online. If you're joining us online today, I'm so honored that you're here. I'm honored that you picked us for your worship experience. Um, Don't forget to like, share, host the watch party. Pastor James said he wanted 20 watch parties. I'm going to go with that number. So we're going to do 20 watch parties, like, share. I want to see you interaction, throw up some hearts, some 100s, and um, we're just going to have a wonderful time in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And most importantly, I want to thank my husband, um, Pastor James. He has given me the opportunity to speak today, and I don't take it lightly. So can we give it up and honor our pastor today? He is an awesome man of God. An awesome father. So this morning, Pastor James, we honor you and I honor you and I thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. So today, we're going to talk about another fruit of the Spirit and we're going to do a quick recap. So week one, say week one. one. Pastor James spoke about the vine and that how we are the vine. And one of the key points that I wanted to reiterate was Because when you are the vine, when Jesus comes and he cuts you, that doesn't mean that you were cut off. So just because you get cut on doesn't mean that you get cut off. Then week number two, say week number two. two. We talked about joy. Pastor James spoke about joy. And he said that your joy is not determined by your possessions, but it's determined by your position. Now, come on, if you believe that and you received that word last week, that our joy is not determined by what I have or what I currently have possession of, but it's determined by my position in God. And so today, we're going to talk about another fruit of the Spirit. And today, we're going to talk about faithfulness. Say faithfulness. All right, so I have a question for you. What percentage of faithfulness are you? Okay, is faithfulness a quality that is growing in your life? And I want you to just think over your life and just think about that for a minute. So when I thought about faithfulness, I thought about, think about a parent, a friend, it could be an item, something or someone that has always been there for you, no matter the situation, no matter what's going on in your life. They are always there. You can call them and they're there. Um, I have, my mom and my dad have been so faithful. Yes, they're my parents, but it doesn't matter what situation I go through or my husband goes through or we go through as a family. 
my parents will drop everything just to come and be there with me. So I want you to get in mind and think about a person or a thing. And for some people, it may be a pet. They may not have a family member. It may be a pet, maybe a dog, maybe a cat. Um, and then it could be an item. It may be a car, something that's been faithful. Um, I always joke about this. I had a car in college, and her name was Faith. She was faithful, I tell you. She kept me going for about four years, five years. I want to say five years. Five years. And her name was Faith because she literally rode on Faith. I tell you, every time I got in the car, I was like, okay, Faith, it's you and me. We're going to do this. And I tell you, she was faithful every single time. And to this day, when I got a new car, I was so sad that I had to give Faith away. Like, I was just sad. And guess what? She is still going today. Can you believe that? So, the scripture talks a lot about God's faithfulness and how faithful God is. Over and over and over, we learn about when God says he's going to do something, he does it. No matter how impossible it looks, when he says he's going to do it, he does it. It happens. God is internally reliable, steadfast, trustworthy, consistent, because he is faithful. He is faithfulness. One of his inherent characteristics is faithfulness. And we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to cover how you can have that type of character in your life, and how you can grow that type of fruit of the Spirit in your life. All right, so faithfulness is not something that can be grown in an assembly line, like you have an assembly line of items that you can manufacture. It's not one of those things. Faithfulness is something that you have to work at, that you have to grow. And as long as you stay connected to God and connected to his word, you can grow your faithfulness every day. So I want you to turn to your neighbor, and if you're online, I want you to type this phrase and turn to your neighbor and say, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Come on, if you're online, I want you to throw up some apples, some trees, some kind of emoji that, that represents the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree. Now, we have heard this many times in our lives. So what does that mean? That means that if somebody comes to me and says, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, what they're saying is that you're like your parents. You're like your mom, and everybody knows, can attest to this, that I am probably more like my mom than any of my other siblings. So you're either like your mom, your dad, a brother, a sister, or something of that type, right? So... When I think about that phrase and I relate it to God and I relate it to faithfulness, I was thinking, if the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, if, if God is my parent, then I should be like him, right? Then if, I have, if he has faithfulness, if his quality and characteristic is faithfulness, then that should be displayed in my life. And then people should see that in everything that I do. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, 
When we talk about faithfulness, I wanted to cover what that really means. So let's look at what the definition of faithfulness is. Faithfulness is being reliable, things that I just mentioned before. It's being dependable, it's being trustworthy, it's being steadfast, unwavering, consistent. Another um, definition of faithfulness is full of faith and full of conviction. So when I think about faithfulness, faith, I wrote this point down. It says, faithfulness is believing that God is who he is and continuing in that belief despite the impulses of life. So what that means is that no matter what life throws your way, because you are displaying faithfulness and because it's growing your life, that you're gonna believe God and he is going to work it out no matter what it is. We just said that a minute ago, that God is faithful. Amen? Amen. So when I thought about faithfulness, I said, okay, let's talk about God being faithful to us. So my first point that I wanna go over is God is faithful to you. So I want you to turn to your neighbor in online, I want you to say to your neighbor, God is faithful to you. God is faithful to you. Amen. So what does that mean? God has never made a mistake. He is never late. He is always on time. He never misses an appointment. Come on, if, if you can attest, let's just take a quick five second break from this. If you can attest that over your life that God has been faithful to you, I just want you to give it up for him. He has never been late in a, cer- in a certain situation. He is always on time, and he never misses an appointment. Come on, look with me at Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is a faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. So what does that mean? You can count on God. He will always come through for you. He has always been faithful to you. All right. So, Pastor Aldine, when you think about this, sometimes people say, well, um, sometimes people get mad because God did not come through for them in a certain situation. And now think about that for a second. And the point I wrote down is this. The problem is that we are trusting God for something that he never promised. I'm gonna say that again. When people are disappointed because God didn't show up in something or situation, God is saying, you're trusting me for something I never promised I was gonna come through for on, something that you wanted, okay? So let's continue and let's go and walk through the promises of God. So, how has God been faithful to us? So the first promise or faithfulness that he has given us, well that he promises strength and protection from the enemy. Okay? Let's read 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3. 
and it says, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you, and he will protect you from the evil one. So what does that mean? When we are going through situations, as Christians, we feel weighted down on our shoulders with things of life that happens. But guess what? God says in the scripture that he will strengthen us and that he will protect us from the evil ones. So no matter how many times we feel like the enemy has got his hands in this thing and I can't get out of it, guess what the word promises? That he will get you out. It says that right there, he will protect you and he will strengthen you. Now, he may not get you out of the situation right then, but his word said he'll strengthen you through it. He'll give you the strength to go through it. James 4, 7 says this. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So the action there is to resist the devil. So the devil's going to come and he's going to throw things our way. But what does the word of God say? He said he's going to strengthen us, and he is going to keep us, and he is going to protect us from the enemy. No matter how many times it feels like he is going to come against us, God says, hey, I'm faithful. I'm faithful to you. You are online. God is faithful to you. Come on, if you believe that this morning, let's give it up for Jesus, because he has been faithful to you. All right, so the next one I love And the second promise of faithfulness that God has made to you this morning is faithfulness, forgiveness of sin. He has promised in 1 John 1 verse 9 that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So you know what, when I read this, I'm going to tell you I was so glad. Ask me why I was happy. Come on. I was happy because I thought, you know how many times I go to God and I say, Lord, please forgive me. Oh my gosh, I just messed up. And guess what God says? He doesn't say, Aldine, again. It's you again. Like, again. Like you've hit your limit, Aldine. You cannot, I will not forgive you today. That's not what God says. He says, I am faithful, and I will forgive you of your sins as long as you confess them and you come to me with an open heart to receive and to be cleansed and to get all that and to go from here to here. God says, I'm going to forgive you. I am faithful to forgive you of sins. That's what the scripture says. So I thought about a story real quick. As a parent, you know, with young kids, I have a daughter that's gonna be five, and then I have a son that is six, and so, you know, life is just fun. You just have moments where you laugh and enjoy, and just, they just make you laugh all the time. And when I thought about forgiveness of sins, I thought about my son. You know, he did something a couple of months ago. This was the first time where he really, like, got in trouble. And he asked me for something, and I told him no, and then he hit it, and then I caught him. And when I caught him, I said, did you do what I told you not to do? And he said, no, mommy. And he lied to my face. And so I had to get on him, of course, because I want to teach my son not to lie, and I want to teach him good values in life. But guess what happened at the end of it? I forgave him. I still love him. I still embraced him. I said, you know what, son? 
we're not going to do this. We're not going to lie. If you took it, just say, I took it, and then take the, the punishment that comes with it. And that's how God is with us, right? When, <clears throat> excuse me. When we mess up and we come to God, he's saying, you know what? I'm here with open arms. I'm going to scoop you up. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to hold you. I'm still going to protect you because I am faithfulness. And guess what? We're going to keep the strain moving, and he still loves us. So I just thought about how awesome that is that God showed me that story even through me just having this moment with my son. Amen? All right. Well, there's another promise of faithfulness that God has made to us. The third promise of faithfulness is that God will provide a way of escape from temptation. All right, the word of God says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. But God is faithful. So I stop there for a minute. And I say, God is, what do we say faithfulness was? Reliable, dependable, God is trustworthy. He is consistent. And the word says he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, come on somebody, he will also provide a way out for you so that you can endure it. And I just thought, come on, if you believe that and you know that God has been faithful to you in situations where you know you should have just died or something bad should have happened. But guess what? God had a way of escape for you this morning. If you're online and you feel like so trapped and God is saying, I am faithful and I will make a way of escape from you from the enemy. Amen? All right. So when I thought about a way of escape, a question came to mind. And we're going to go over to the next slide. And the question is, can God count on you to take the escape route? Think about that. Sometimes God will provide a way to escape, but we don't take the escape route that he provided. Because we want to go this way and God's saying go that way. And then we wonder why we're still in the situation we're in and God is saying, hey, I'm faithful. I provided a way for you. I am faithful to you, but you decided to go the other way. God wants to know, are you going to be faithful with the route that he's given you? All right. I wrote another note that I wanted to say. Character is who you are when only God is watching. So are you doing the right thing? God is always watching. I thought that was so good. Character is who you are when only God is watching. So are you displaying the character of faithfulness when only God is watching? The next promise that I wanted to go over of faithfulness that God promises us is that he promises us eternal life. And how did he do that? He sent his son, and on the screen is going to come up the famous scripture that we all know. Everybody knew this in Bible school and Bible study when they were young. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on, I just want you to give it up because God died for you this morning. He gave his son to die for your life, for your life online. If you feel like you are worth nothing, if you feel like there are things that happen in your life and you feel like you don't want to live anymore, God sent his son to die for you today. He said he is promising faithfulness through eternal life. Amen? Amen. All right. So, now that we went through all of those four faithfulness that God has promised us, my question to you is, are you standing on those promises of faithfulness to you? God has already promised those in the scriptures I just mentioned. He's promised them to you. Are you standing on them? Are you standing on them? I heard it said like this one time. The problem with Christians is that we spend more time sitting on the premises than we do standing on the promises. Now, if that didn't hit you, it's going to hit you Tuesday. Okay, it's going to hit you Tuesday. I'm going to say it one more time. The problem with Christians is that we spend more time sitting on the premises than we do standing on the promises of God. So, what does that mean? That we're too busy doing things that doesn't matter instead of standing on what God has told us. That he has just given us four things. And there's probably a whole lot more faithfulness that he's promised to you this morning. Are you standing on them? Are you believing that it can come too? He's already said it in his word. All he wants you to do is stand on those promises. So whatever I... I don't care what it is you're dealing with today, whether it feels like it is barging you down and you feel so weighted. God is saying, I will not fail you. I am faithful to you. Come on, if you believe that this morning, let's give it up for Jesus. As I was studying about faithfulness, how can we... Talk about faithfulness and not talk about this awesome song. Most of you know it. It's a song we've sung. It's in the hymnal. It's that song that says, can anybody guess it? No? There we go. Great is thy faithfulness. Now, when I was a kid, they used to sing the song. And I was like, okay, we're singing the song again. You know, it's just one of those songs, you're just like, okay, we're singing it again. But not until I experienced the faithfulness of God, now the song has so much more meaning to me. And I wanted to just read the words of this song to you to express how faithful God is. It says, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes not, thou compassions, they fail not. Amen. As thou has been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. And it says morning by morning, 
new mercies I see. Can anybody attest to that? All I have needed, come on, thy hands, God's hand, has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Come on, can we just give it up one more time? For God has been faithful. If God has been faithful to you, I just want you to throw, just type faithful. God, you have been faithful. I want you to throw up some hearts for Jesus because he has been faithful to you. Amen? All right, now we're going to go to point number two. And point number two says, God wants to grow faithfulness in you. That's what we're going to go over today. How can God grow faithfulness in you? So the word says, the Greek word for faithfulness is faith. And one of the things we mention in the definition of faithfulness is full of faith. So how are you full of faith by displaying his faithfulness? Faith is like a muscle, something you have to work on. The more you work on it, the stronger it gets, right? So when I thought about that, I thought about the story about my family and how we came to America. So I don't know if a lot of you know Um, I am South African. I was born in South Africa. Um, I spent 16 years of my life in South Africa. I moved to the U.S. when I was 16 years old. Um, My mom, my dad, my sister, I have two sisters that came with us. And now a lot of people don't know, but we had to exercise and really trust God for his faithfulness in coming to America. There were several different things that I remember as a young kid, even a teenage kid, seeing God come through. And one of the things I remember one day, and I can't remember, um, we just woke up and, and all of the things we had done was on faith. My mom has strong faith, very strong faith. And that's where I have learned and seen it being displayed, was through her. And so I remember we woke up one day and we were waiting for something to come through and we were praying, we prayed, we had been praying for like three months for this paper to come. And one day, like all the papers came. Like my mom was like, Wait, whoa, like just everything came through. And when 9-11 happened, we were supposed to move to the US before 9-11 happened, okay? And when 9-11 happened, I mean, it just shut down, the U.S. shut everything down. And so um, that was a trying time for us. We had to really stand on God's, on faith and believe that God was going to be faithful to his promise. And so when that happened, we were just a little scared. And my mom, I remember her saying, don't worry, God is faithful. God will come through for us. Don't worry, God is faithful. God will come through for us. Don't worry, God is faithful. God will come through for us. Day in, day in, day in. And as the time passed, and as the time passed, and I remember we had to be in the U.S. at a certain date, and we were getting closer to that date. It was April the 24th before my oldest sister, Pastor Lorinda, turned 21 years old. And it was a week before her birthday, And guess what we were saying? My mom was saying, don't worry. God is faithful. He will come through for us. And so what did we do? We had seen it displayed through this entire time. 
we all just picked up that attitude. Don't worry. God is faithful. He will come through for us. And I remember before we got to that time, I remember um, I met somebody on the street and they were saying, oh, you'll never go to America. Your family will never get there with all the shutdown and everything going on. You'll never go. And in my head, I kept thinking, don't worry. God is faithful. He will come through for you. It doesn't matter what man says. It's what God says. Come on. Time and time again, we've seen God be faithful in little situations, in big situations. And over and over, we just kept saying, don't worry. God is faithful. God will come through for us. And so we had to stand on the faithfulness of God because he did it before. He will do it again. So I don't know what situation you're going through. Listen, I'm a testament to tell you. I am standing in America today. So whatever that person said years ago, it didn't matter. So what I want to tell you today, don't worry. God is faithful. He will come through for you. And today we're going to learn how to be faithful ourselves so we can display the character of God. Amen? All right. Well, God wants to produce that faithfulness in you. This morning, he wants you to be reliable. He wants you to be dependable. He wants people to look at you and say, he is trustworthy, Papa John. He wants to look at you, Tony, and say, Tony is a dependable person that I can count on. And people can see it displayed through you. So, what does that look like? Your family should be able to count on you. Amen? Amen? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 3, it says, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. So I'm going to talk about the husband and the wife relationship, then I'm going to talk about the parent relationship. So how is a husband faithful to his wife? When you get married and you stand at the altar, what are the things that you're promising? You're standing at the altar and you're saying on the day your vows say for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, and you promise to be faithful to that person for the rest of your life. Yes. People that have, we just had a wedding here of the Davis family. They had to stand up in front of everybody and promise their faithfulness to each other, their faithfulness to their family. And so, I just want to talk about when you, pro- when you make that promise of faithfulness to your spouse, and as we think about the vine and the tree and how we're the vine and God is always cutting on us, well, there are weeds that can grow in our life, okay? Things that can come up. And so I was going to make a point to say, don't let the weeds of unfaithfulness steal your marriage, okay? So when we make a commitment in our world today, where we're living, when people say I do, they don't take it seriously anymore. Marriage is not held in the same standard as it was before. But at Diverse City, 
we will take that seriously. We will stand up and say, I promise to be faithful to you. I promise to love you, to cherish you. We will not let the weeds of unfaithfulness come in and steal our marriages. Amen? Amen. So how can your family count on you? Well, when you promise something to your kids, then you should do it. If you say we're going to go out, you know, and we're going to have a day together, then your kids should be able to rely on your word. You should be able to have integrity that when you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Amen? Amen. All right. Proverbs 28, verse 20. We're going to look at that scripture real quick. It says, a faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. So faithfulness is a key when you're growing faithfulness in your life as a character trait. It is a key to unlock God's blessings upon your life through you being faithful. There are two types of blessings that I want to go over real quick. The first blessing is a common blessing. Those are things that we don't even have to ask God for. Those are things like the air we breathe, rain, sunlight, those type of things. We're not asking God for those. He's faithful to just give that to us, okay? Then there is something called a unique blessing. Those are both spiritual and material blessings that are only available for his children, okay? So my question to you today, how can we be more faithful to God? Not to unlock the blessing, so the blessing is something that's a a byproduct when we're faithful. How can we be more faithful to God? Not only to produce, but to cultivate the attributes like him. So that when people look at us, they'll say, Oh, that apple doesn't fall from, far from the tree. She's like her father. Who is her father? Her heavenly father. Aldean. Aldean is dependable. Aldean is trustworthy. When I look at Aldean, she is like her father. She is a trustworthy, dependable, consistent person that we can rely on. Amen? Amen. All right. So... I want to transition to talk about how can you be faithful to God. So the first thing that you can do to be faithful to God is to be faithful to his word and to be faithful to him. And it says, God will certainly bless you when you abide in his word. John 15, 7 says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So the first point I want to make is you need to be faithful in your time spent with the Lord. Not just your time that you spend with him in worship, but also the time that you spend reading his word. Do you pick up, I think I saw a Bible back here. I have mine. But do you go into studying and study this book? This is God's promises to you. Promises and your guide of how to live your life every day. Are you picking this up every day and reading? What is he saying to you today? Come on, people. We need to be more faithful. Don't let 
Things of this world distract us. Sometimes we stay up late because we're watching a movie or we're hanging out, and then we can't wake up in the morning to do our study time because we're tired. Come on, that's just keeping it real. I've done that. When we should have said, you know what? It's time for me to go to bed because I need to wake up in the morning and I need to spend the time with God. Or things happen and we don't prepare properly and then we're running in the morning, we're waking up and we're running around doing all these things Then we never spend the time with God in the morning. We never learn about what is he saying to us today? How is he going to use you today? What is his word saying about the path that you're going to walk out today? And that's something that you have to do every day. Every day you have to renew your mind. Every day. That's what Romans says. So I want you to remember to be faithful to God and his word. Amen? Amen. All right. Number two. Be faithful to your family. How are you, I just said that, how are you faithful to your family? Husbands, be faithful to your wife. Spend time with your family. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Children are told to honor their parents and the Lord. That's in Ephesians 6, verse 1 through 6. Husbands are, are said to be faithful to their wives, and wives be faithful to your husbands. That's in Hebrews 13, verse 4. When you say something, last Saturday we had a family day. We promised our kids that we were going to go skating. Well, somebody else texted me and said, hey, do you want to hang out? And I was so tempted to say, yes, let's go. I want to just have a wonderful time. And then my husband reminded me and he said, "Uh, did you forget? You promised the kids. And for a second, I was almost going to cancel. And I said, well, Aldine, how are you reliable to your kids? How are your kids going to know that you're dependable if you never show up or if you keep canceling on them? So let us live that out through our kids because they're looking at us and they're going to see that. Oh, well, mommy always cancels. Mommy always says we're not going to come. Don't display that to your kids, okay? Be faithful to your family. Amen. Amen. All right, another area we can be faithful is be faithful to your church. Diverse city here in the building, the ones online, we are your spiritual church family. And how can you be faithful? It says, by expressing your obedience to your leaders, don't judge them, don't take revenge on them if something happens. Um... I want to give you an example. How are you going to be faithful to your church? Well, when Pastor James says, I am looking for volunteers. And he says, we're going to do a church cleanup day and I need volunteers to come out. And we have a sign up. We should have so many volunteers come out and be faithful and be dependable because you said you were going to sign up and you're going to be there. You're going to be there. Papa John, you're there. Tony, you're there. Miss Sharon, you're there. Miss Lawana, you're there. Because you promised and you said you're going to be faithful to your church. So we don't need pastor to go looking for people. We're going to be ready. Because that's what the word says. We're going to be good leaders. And good leaders show up. We're going to be on time. Come on, things happen. I struggle with that sometimes. What have I learned? Make time in your schedule to be on time. 
don't, start, don't show up late to every meeting, what kind of example are you showing? Be faithful. Be faithful to your church. Amen? Amen. All right. Number four says be faithful with your finances. Come on. This is a big one. How are you faithful with your finances? Pay your tithes on time. Not for me or for Pastor James. Because you want to be faithful to God. It's not about us. It's about you being faithful with the gift that God has given you. And that's through your money. Amen? That's what it says in Malachi 3.10. He promises to bless your tithe and he told us to test him to see if we're faithful with our tithe that he will come through for you. Amen? Amen? Then it says, not just in your tithe and your money, but make sure you are faithful at your workplace. Now, I slid that one in there because I thought that was important to talk about this morning. Be faithful at your workplace. Now, I know some of you may not like this very much, but God has placed you there for a reason. Don't steal from your employer or deceive them. When you clock in, you're at work. Clock in and be at work. Don't be on social media doing other things. Amen. Okay, we're going this way. I may have said something and people are like, oh, I don't know about that. Listen, how are you faithful at your workplace? Don't show up late. Don't keep showing up late. Honor your manager. Yes, you may not like what they say. Now, if they're saying stuff that's contrary to the word of God, that's something else. But honor them because they are leaders over you at this time at your workplace. You want to be faithful, and guess what? That manager, that supervisor, that person is looking at you and saying, oh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. They're displaying faithfulness, faithfulness of God. Oh, my goodness, yes. Virginia, she displays God's faithfulness all the time. She's dependable. She's reliable. We can count on her. Come on, if that's what you want this morning, God is saying, I will do that for you. Just keep believing, standing on my word, and God will do that for you. So as we get to close And as we wrap this up, my call to action for you this morning is, what areas in your life are you lacking faithfulness? Is it with your family? Is it with your finances? Is it with the church? Is it with relationships? Is it at work? And maybe it may be all of those. But God's word says, that he promises another promise of faithfulness. I had to slide this in there. He promises his faithfulness that he will help us and that he will be present. And how does he do that? Hebrews 13 verse 5 says this, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. So come on this morning. God has promised his faithfulness to you already through the word, through what we went through. Now he's asking, 
Are you displaying his faithfulness? Are you displaying the fruit of the spirit of faithfulness? Are you dependable? Are you reliable? Are you consistent? God is asking you this morning in your family, in your finances, in those areas. And there's no no condemnation here this morning. If you've lacked in this, come on, I have. I will be honest this morning. I have lacked in those areas in my life. But what God is saying today, let's make a recommitment of faithfulness, not just to him, so that he can grow that in our lives. But faithfulness to our family, to our church, through our finances, through our relationships. If I could have you stand right now, we're just going to pray. And we're going to ask God to just grow his character trait of faithfulness in our lives. So Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you have reminded us this morning that you have been faithful to us. God, over and over in my life, Pastor James's life, in Diverse City, we have seen your faithfulness. We have seen you move. We have seen you never late, never fail. God, you have always showed up, even when the situation seems impossible. And God, I pray this morning that we will grow that same type of faithfulness in our lives as a fruit, as a spirit of God, so that when people see us, that, that, will, that they will say, man, Miss Sharon, she's a faithful person. She is dependable. Man, Pastor Virginia, she is always something, someone I can count on. Oh my goodness, Papa John, he has been so faithful. And God, I pray that you will just grow this fruit of your spirit in us. And God, I pray that you just forgive us of anything that we did, God, or said or lacked in our lives in the area of faithfulness. And I pray from today forth, God, that we just make a commitment to you to be faithful, to be faithful with our family, to be faithful in our marriages, to be faithful in our relationships, to be faithful in our finances, to be faithful at our workplace. God, I am just committing myself anyone in this building, anyone online that's just saying, God, I just recommit myself to being faithful to you. And I pray that as I display this, that you would grow your character of faithfulness in me, God, day by day, so that when people see me, they'll see you. And they'll see your reliability. They'll see that I'm a trustworthy person because of you, God. So we just give you all the praise, we give you all the honor, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Come on, let's give it up. Thank you so much for letting me come and just speak the word of God to you this morning on faithfulness. I pray that you will just meditate on this word day by day, meditate on it, let it touch you and bless you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, good morning, Diverse City. Wasn't Pastor Aldine awesome this morning? She delivered a word. My God, it was such a word on faithfulness. We all need to 
reignite the passion of faithfulness inside of us. Ask the Holy Spirit to do a thing for us on the inside about faithfulness. We need to look at our family. We need to look at our finances. We need to be committed to our church relationships and even work as well. I know for myself, it woke me up in some areas that I need to pay attention to. So I challenge you just like she did, a call to action. Ask God to just be in your life this week for faithfulness. If you're lacking in an area, do not worry. God is faithful. Ladies, we thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you this Saturday on the Zoom call, Women's Bible Study. We will have an awesome time in the Lord. I'm excited about it. And I look forward to seeing you also next Sunday. Amen.